10 years later, what are some of the lessons of September 11? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the lessons of September 11. I'm talking with Rolf von Rosing. He's past international vice president of ISACA, is a current member of ISACA's Framework Committee and Professional Influence and Advocacy Committee. Rolf, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. To start out with, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current work today, please? Right. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm very active with, with ISACA, as you just mentioned, uh, working on several committees and task forces. And in my main line of work, uh, I'm the president of a small Swiss holding company with uh, subsidiaries in Germany and other places specializing in the field of security, governance, risk and compliance, as well as business continuity and crisis management. So, Rolf, we're all looking back today. Where were you 10 years ago in 2001? Well, you know, actually, I was in Vienna in Austria in a high-rise building right next to the United Nations headquarters, and um, that was uh, quite an exposed location, actually, at the time. Give us a sense of what the impact of September 11 was, the news of that day was on you. Well, basically, I got a phone call from someone saying, look, the towers are burning and uh, the United States is under attack. There's, there's a war going on. And then um, because we didn't have television, I actually, well, appropriated a webcam in Hoboken, New Jersey, which thankfully was an open one. So I could literally watch it from, uh, you know, the other side of the river and uh, I could see the buildings burning literally and it was uh, shocking it was quite a big impact on all of us because people were standing around my screen and watching it others would go down to the cafeteria and then see it on tv there so yeah everything sort of literally came to a standstill and what your comments tell me is you didn't have to be in the united states or a citizen of the united states to be affected by the events well, I felt a deep sympathy with, with, you know, the U.S. citizens and, you know, the shocking events that were unfolding. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm probably a lucky guy to be outside the U.S. at the time. But then I was looking at the next building, the U.N. headquarters, and I was thinking, well, are we in danger? Is something happening to us? Uh, should we be watching the, the airport locally? And, uh, you know, all these sort of things drifting through your mind that eventually... I think the, the crisis management element took over, and then we started asking questions about friends, colleagues, you know, I was at Ernst & Young at the time, so we started shooting emails back and forth, you know, saying, are you all right, are you in, in New York City, are you elsewhere, how is your family, and that sort of thing. So gradually, we, we in a piecemeal fashion, got the picture together that most people were, thankfully, uh, unharmed, and they didn't have any family members in, in the towers, and that sort of settled us down a bit then. So, so much has passed since that time. There have been new regulations, certainly advances in technology. As a profession, what would you say that security leaders learned from the lessons of September 11? Well, firstly, I would think that security leaders have learned to think the unthinkable, as in, you know, the black swan that may be coming once in 100 years. And it was so entirely unexpected, and no one had accounted for this to happen. And basically, I think uh, security leaders are, are very humble, and they have learned to accept the um, the unthinkable uh, as an event that might actually happen in their lifetime. So professionally speaking, um, what used to be before 9-11, very much of an exercise in probabilities, annual loss expectancy, and that sort of thing 
has, has changed quite dramatically in that people are now thinking about the big one. Will it happen again? And since 2001, there have obviously been attacks, there have been uh, you know, terrorist incidents, and that has, has served to reinforce the notion of, of being in danger and being under threat. And it's no longer in uh, a splendid isolation type of thing in the US and Europe as it used to be before, we've come to realize that these things are brought to our doorstep and we'll have to defend against them. Rather, well, we tend to be very U.S.-centric in the United States. We, we, it revolves around us has been the attitude, but certainly this is a, these have been events of global impact. What lessons would you say that security leaders globally have drawn from what happened in the United States 10 years ago? Well, you know... Um, <clears throat> In, in respect of terrorist events and incidents uh, and attacks, I don't think the world outside the U.S. is that much different from America. In, in actual fact, uh, if there's a threat to the U.S., there's usually a threat to the whole Western world, and you, you can't sort of escape that truth. So in the sense of people in Austria, Germany, France, Switzerland, and those places in continental Europe, I believe... Um, you know, that, as I said before, there was a feeling of uh, deep sympathy, and that was expressed by our politicians. And globally, outside the U.S., I think everyone certainly realized here is a superpower, the last remaining one after the Soviet Union had gone out. And uh, suddenly the U.S. is attacked uh, in the heart of Manhattan. So it could be in the heart of Berlin, Vienna, Zurich, anywhere. So in terms of lessons learned, I think it was the wake-up call for, for all of us to, to basically uh, accept the reality of, of terrorism, uh, accept the reality of having to do more for security, um, accept the reality of having more forward intelligence and generally of, of having to be much more vigilant than before. And that goes for all European countries regardless of you know nationality, religion and, and that sort of thing. I don't think there's any country uh, in Europe or indeed worldwide that would condone such an attack or, or you know that sort of planning um there may be extremists doing that but generally as nations people would say well what's the use of killing thousands of people in that way so yeah globally i think the learnings are, are pretty much the same um saying well you don't have to be u.s centric to realize that something major uh, a game changer just occurred and that you have to come to grips with that what work do you see that we still have to do in the areas of security, risk management, business continuity, other areas that are part of our profession? Well, I think we, we've advanced quite a bit in these past 10 years, but still we see that when it comes to culture, when it comes to attitudes, the feeling of, of risk rather than the real risk. And then uh, in turn, the spending on, on security, business continuity, and all these other things that make organizations and even nations resilient. I think that is still a learning area in that people may, to an extent, have become somewhat complacent. Ten years have passed, nothing's happened. The Twin Towers have not been repeated, thankfully. But then it, it, it tends to you know, lull your sense of vigilance and then say, well, we've, we've had a quiet ten years. Yes, there have been the occasional incidents, but nothing of that sort of order of magnitude. So I think we we have to keep that spirit awake. We have to continue down the road of making things more secure, maintaining business resilience, and um, 
thinking about protecting our own environment from uh, hostile forces. So um, I guess in a nutshell, you could say we have reached a much higher maturity level than 10 years ago, but there's way to go to really make things safe and secure. Ralph, we've got people that are in the profession today that weren't in the workforce 10 years ago, and, and they don't know firsthand the lessons of September 11. For people that are entering the profession today, what lessons should they be drawing from the experiences that we shared? Well, <clears throat> for, for younger security professionals, I would say that um, lesson number one is uh, think outside of the box, make sure that you let your imagination run to a certain extent and that you anticipate events that other people in their sort of culture, in their environment don't think about. Don't be alarmist, don't panic, but generally be aware of the fact that surprising things do happen and that these things generally happen at the most inopportune of moments. The second thing is that in an entrenched culture where you may have a lot of groupthink, where you may have a lot of do's and don'ts and, you know, the ropes to skip, um, it is probably a good thing in your own circle of security professionals to make sure you talk to your peer group, make sure you see threats before they actually occur. And even if you have to stand up to senior management and discharge your duty as a, as a security officer, make sure you think about protecting people first and uh, protecting profits second. Very good, Rolf. I appreciate so much your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thank you very much. We've been talking about the lessons of September 11, and I've been talking with Rolf von Rosing. He's a member of ISACA's Framework Committee and Professional Influence and Advocacy Committee. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.